Hello, welcome back to All About America's team. And as you all can see, we are not dead. So just wanted to, <laughs> to get that out. But it's been a tough um, two weeks with the final exams. Those are done. We are off for Christmas break, just in time for some December Cowboys football. Um, I'm Ray Nickens, joined with, as always, Owen the Chico. And we got quite a jam-packed episode. We got some stuff we need to catch up on. We got two games we got to talk about. And then we'll dive into the Cowboys clash with the Jaguars tomorrow. So just before we dive right in, Owen's got a couple of breaking news segments. So, Owen, we'll start there. So as everyone knows, Ty Hilton, or T.Y. Hilton, sorry, was signed um, by the Cowboys. And in 2021, he only started nine games for 331 yards. But in 2020, he played, he started 15 games and got 762 yards. So while they're not astounding numbers, they are, he's veteran leadership. He's by far the oldest wide receiver on the league. And I think that. From from what from what I've been seeing, Dallas has stated that he knows the playbook already, and that he's looking to make an impact. And his impact has already been made known on the practice field. Also, Tyron Smith is supposed to come back this Sunday, and I think Ray is going to like this. The offensive line is probably going to be Tyler Smith at left tackle, Connor McGovern at left guard, Biotish at center. Uh, Zach Martin at right guard, and then and then Tyron, <coughs> sorry, Tyron Smith at right tackle. This is the first time that Tyron Smith has played right tackle since his rookie year. Um, but I think that it there's no better guy to line him up next to than Zach Martin. Um, Ty- Tyron has looked very good in practice. He's put on some muscle, and which is good because he's kept it in shape. And <coughs> um, luckily, Dallas has two other right tackles that they can put into the mix if they want to give Tyron a breather for a few snaps. Um, besides that, Dallas did pick up, um, I believe his name is Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon Mullen, um, who is an ex-Raider. He is an ex-Cardinal. He was a second-round pick, and Dallas got him off waivers. Um, So he will be fighting for the CB2 spot with Kelvin Joseph and Dayron Bland. But Dayron Bland will probably be going into the slot to um, fill Jordan Lewis's shoes. Um, Besides that, I think everything is... And also Micah talking about, um, he went on Von Miller's podcast, talked about Jalen Hurts, and that that created a lot of talk around Sports Nation. And if Ray wants to talk about that, we can talk about that a little bit later. But I think that that is all for injury news. Well, just before we get right in i wanted to dive into the ty hilton signing um if y'all do if if some of y'all do not know uh, much about ty hilton he is a multi pro bowl caliber player he came in as a rookie i believe i'm 
pretty sure the same year as Andrew Luck. So he's been around for a, quite a long time. He's been very serviceable at wide receiver, has had plenty of 1,000-yard seasons, high touchdown seasons. Um, the one thing he does struggle with is hamstring and knee injuries. So he's had a lot of lower body injuries in the past. That's one of the reasons why he's not been signed for a while because um, he is an older receiver, and older receivers with lower body issues are usually seen as, as usually deemed as washed because they can't run as they could have before. And if you can't run um, and get past people, then you're not you're not as serviceable at the outside wide receiver position. But if he's looking good in practice, that's a good sign. That means he has a little bit left in the tank. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. I don't see him taking targets away from a CD Lamb. Um, not that CD Lamb is a high target receiver anyway, but I do still think that CD Lamb is the wide receiver one. He's going to be the number one option. After that, it really is a toss up between who is getting open. Um, Michael Gallup is the wide receiver too, but I mean, Noah Brown gets targets, Schultz is getting targets. So I think what they're looking for from T.Y. Hilton is kind of a one or two plays here and there um, to just kind of give them a little bit of an extra splash. Um, I mean, a lot of people have deemed this as them giving up on Odell, even though Jerry is making it abundantly clear that they are not. I still don't believe that Odell is going to be signed by any team this year, um, especially with the reports on how his knee does not look good. And he is and he is a lot further from being ready to go than than has been expected so yeah. and then also um, one thing I'll, you, I'll, I'll say it after you yeah um hopefully ty hilton can make an impact um i mean the wide receiving core has looked a lot better the last couple weeks than it has at the beginning of the year which is a good sign um uh, there's still some inconsistencies between the receivers and the quarterback but hopefully that can get um squared away by by the postseason coming up yeah for sure um and if uh, if my memory serves me correct chuck pagano was the coach for andrew luck and ty hilton and chuck was asked um what his thoughts were on this signing and he loved it he was very elated he said that he's a great route locker room presence um and i think the thing for ty was that he was waiting for the right situation um, I think a lot of players, when they when they spend 10-plus years in the league, they want to be able to spend some time at home. And T.Y. got that, and he thinks that he's able to make an impact. And <clears throat> this signing is a very low-risk signing because he's, with with all of his incentives, he'll barely be making over a million dollars, which isn't going to be hurting anyone's pockets. So we'll see what he can do. Um, in his prime, he was great. Um, but like Rice said, a lot of injuries, and hopefully he is 100% healthy. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what number 16 can do. I think I think I I I don't think he'll make like I don't think they'll have like a career day or anything like that against the Jaguars. But I do think that he will be he will he brings something that no one else on this no one no no other wide receiver really brings. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do on on Saturday on Sunday tomorrow. Uh, just a quick follow up: What do you think that he brings that nobody in the wide receiver room has? There were a lot of 
um, reports that he's that just that he's able to break. Um, he's able to find holes in zones, and I think that a big issue with some of the wide receivers has been like, like, like we saw whether whether it has to do with play calling or just wide receivers being on the more more unexperienced side. Um, I, I do think that someone that is able to find the holes in zones is something that's beneficial. Um, as you and I both know, Dak, like in the play behind me, he can kind of get out of the pocket sometimes, and it's good to be able to have a wide receiver that you know who will be able to – that will be open. Um, and he does have – the vet, he, he is a veteran, so he knows kind of – he knows the in and outs, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But again, if he does not play well – then <laughs> it was a low risk signing, and yeah, I do like it more than Odell because I think right now Odell is on like a pub. He's on a, he's on a publicity tour, just trying to get a bunch of people talking about him, um, <clears throat> so that whenever he does play, whether it's next year, um, he'll be he'll be talked about, and he'll probably be the most talked about free agent um, in the class. So th- those those are my thoughts. Yeah, just wanted to just wanted to was just curious what you meant by that. Yeah. Um with, you know, your BFF CD Lamb on the team. I just wanted to make sure that BFF uh, just just I have to hold you. I have to, you know, just kind of make sh- check make sure you know what you are saying in the moment <laughs> sometimes. But um Bro, I I I think that I think CD's great. I think that the way you have to use him is you have to use him like you did against the Colts, which we'll get into. Um, in a little bit, but um, I think that if you keep him moving, you're able to they're able to use him effectively, um, and I hope that they can take because even in OU he, he was known for his being being in space and being able to make plays, like being able to make nothing out of something, and I think that that's that is how you most effectively use him. I think he's looked better this year than last year, but then. Like you know, like you brought up, he'll have like he only he I think he had like a little less than fifty receiving yards against the Texans, which not every game is going to be great for yeah, a wide receiver. Less than forty receiving yards okay. against the Texans, and not not a, not every game is going to be great. Like JJ had a pretty mediocre game against Dallas, but that's what happens. You're not going to be great every single game, and obviously JJ has had a lot more highs than CD has had highs. Um, but hopefully they're able to pick things back up because as we'll get into a little, in in a little bit, everyone is looking at, at looking at this game against the Jaguars to be, um, an upset alert. Um, and (coughs) with Dallas playing the Philadelphia Eagles in a week, um, this, this game tomorrow is extremely important. And I think that we can, we can stop teasing it enough. Ray, what were your thoughts on the Colts and the Texans game? If you want to take a few minutes to talk about it, and then I can, and then we can kind of talk about, like, give me, like, your MVP for each game, least valuable player, and all the good stuff. Yeah. Um, just a quick point before I get into that, just really quickly. This season, um, CeeDee Lamb has had two 100-yard games, and Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson has had eight. So no, I, I, I said the highs are the highs are very very different. I'm just saying it's 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 normal for a guy to not be 
not be great every single game. That's all that I was trying to say. Uh, I'm 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 in no way comparing the two because you can't compare the two. Well, I'm glad I'm glad we've we've made it to the point where you have decided you cannot compare the two because there were there like there, there 45 a, shows ago there more there like was a comparison. Show, more like five shows ago <laughs> you Owen was trying to compare. But that doesn't matter. We're gonna we're gonna dive in. We we got a lot to cover in a short amount of time. But um, yeah. So my thoughts on the Colts and the Cowboys games both were pretty sloppy. Um, the Colts game. I mean, the Dallas trailed. I believe I believe there were two scenarios in the game where Dallas was trailing to the Indianapolis Colts, and then another scenario where the Colts went down the field and scored late to make it a two possession game. And if they had converted a two-point conversion, it would have evidently tied the game. Um, the difference in that game was the Cowboys were able to force a couple. Of, there was a fumble that they ended up returning for a touchdown. They they got a couple interceptions late and really flipped the field. Um, the Dallas offense did not spend a lot of time making long, extended drives. They were spent most of their day, or I guess evening, on the Indianapolis' side of the field. And and I think their, their longest drive – had to be 50 yards or 60, 60 or so yards because most of the time they're getting the ball inside the Indianapolis is 40. So um, when you're getting the ball in the opponent's territory over and over again, it's a lot easier to get in the end zone than it is if you're having to go down the field. Not saying the Cowboys are not capable of doing that, but this ju- this game was just a very interesting game considering that the Cowboys scored 25 or 30 points in the fourth quarter and most 33 turnovers and they were getting the ball um well within the Colts territory and we're just able to punch it in a couple quick times um for sure i i don't mean that game the the colts definitely gave that game away the dallas cowboys offense did not really take the game the defense got a lot of stops late um, they've, like I said, forced turnovers, and Dak and the offense were able to cash those in and really um, blow the game open late. So, I mean, the Colts, the Colts, while they are pretty abysmal and terrible, and definitely have far disappointed me with my prediction of their season early on. Um, they are still a very a dangerous team, um, and I mean, as we're, I'm looking down um, to my phone and they're up 23 to nothing on the Vikings who are a playoff team so and I mean they played the Cowboys close they for three or so quarters they played the Eagles close like they're they're a team that you have to watch out for so the fact that the Cowboys you know after playing with their food for two or three quarters they were able to close the door immediately which is yeah a very good sign so um that's just kind of all I really have to say in the Colts game um what what did surprise what was a good sign was the Cowboys defense did look better stopping the run against Jonathan Taylor. I think he had a 120 yard rush and a, I mean a, a short short yards touchdown, but they did do a good job of stopping him. Not saying the Colts are anything great at running the football, but that is their calling card. That's what they say they do the best. So it was good to see that the Cowboys were able to get that squared away and, and show some good signs in that department. Um, but just to kind of transition into the Texans game, that game is a lot more alarming to me than the yeah. Colts game. Um, even though Owen did pick the Colts, which was alarming to me. 
but <laughs> but that's besides the point. I mean, we see the records. We know where Owen has stood with picking the Cowboys this year. But um, I, I've given well, you fifty we, episodes of laughter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we all thought that I was a negative one, and sure enough, I've, I, I every time I picked the Cowboys, except for one time, they've won. So that's just kind of the situation that we have found themselves ourselves in. But what what kind of what shocked me about the the Texans game one was the the mistakes, how many mistakes the Cowboys made. Um, the muff punt by Turp by Kevonte Turpin. I've been waiting for him to muff a punt all year. Every time he's gone back there, I've been just like, "This is hopefully this is not the time." Because I knew it was coming. Um, I knew there was going to be a scenario where he's he was going to drop one. It was going to flip the field. So hopefully that's the only <laughs> time that happens. Better to get it out of the way against the worst team in football than against the 49ers or the Eagles in the postseason. So. Yeah. Um, that just kind of turned the game on its head, gave the Texans a short field. They were able to – I think they might even only have gotten a field goal out of that. So um, kind of kind of got, got a lucky break there. But um, the, the Cowboys' defense, they didn't do a great job of stopping the, the run um, early on in the game, not necessarily by Damian Pierce, but um, the, the read option game. Uh, the the Texans had a good plan. They came out with Jeff Driscoll running the read option, and it and it really um, frustrated the Cowboys' edge rushers. Um, and I think it was a really great idea to kind of s- to slow down Micah Parsons, who's been quite um, silent the last couple of weeks. It's allowed Nick Bosa to take a commanding lead in the Defensive Player of the Year um, running, but. What they were able, they were kind of made made Micah Parsons and the edge rushers guess. Um, and there was one particular play where Driscoll decided to hand it off, and if he had kept it, he might have made it all the way to the end zone. I mean, the announcer spent five or ten minutes talking about that one particular play where he made a bad read, and the whole entire right side of the field was wide open for him to run. So um, it could have been a lot worse in that scenario, but I do think that the Cowboys they. They have done a better job the last couple of weeks of stuffing out the run game. Haven't had a lot of running backs, you know, really blow them open like earlier on in the year. But I mean, what was a li- what was more concerning to me was how poorly the offense looked. I mean, the Cowboys struggled all all game to produce any sort of offense. Dak Prescott <laughs> worst game of the season by far um, through the two interceptions. Um, one of the interceptions should have, I don't care who you are, the, his second interception, 99, 99 times out of 100 ends the game. And the Cowboys are the, the biggest laughing stock of the, of the NFL. I have to deal with all my Houston Texan fans blowing up my phone. Um, and it, it would not have been a, a good day. But, I mean, the defense, they did, they did prove that they are the calling card of the team. Um, they are the driving force of the team. It's not the offense; it's the defense. They they showed up big, and I mean the and then Dak had his one shining moment of the day, went 98 yards, and scored the touchdown against and Owen smiling. But it's it's we'll we'll keep what what he was saying to ourselves <laughs> during the game, but it it was a. I mean, I can't. I mean, I can't say it's against the Texans because they still ended up winning. 
But I mean, at that point, after giving away the game, it was it was it was about time that Dak did something positive late in the game. We haven't seen it in a long time, and it was good to see. I mean, the one thing I'll say is that a lot of quarterbacks have done similar. I mean, back in the day before, back in the day before Owen was a huge watcher of the Cowboys, there was a game where Romo threw five interceptions against the Buffalo Bills, who were a pretty terrible team. This is back in the T.O. days, and they ended up recovering on sidekick, and he led them down the field for a game-winning field goal, and that was a game where he threw five interceptions, and it was a pretty disastrous day. So I'm not going to you know, trash Dak on throwing a late-game pick and then winning. Um, it was it was good to see they got the win. They escaped. Probably were looking ahead two weeks to to the Eagles. I I mean ninety nine times out of ten the Cowboys are blowing out the Colts, not the Colts, the Texans, um, and we're we're not having this kind of conversation. But just a couple of scenarios where the offense you know struggled to get down the field. The Dak Prescott turnovers are still a concern. He's you know his eight interceptions and. He's he's had one, I I think two turnovers more than the games he's played since he's come back from injury. So he's averaging more than a turnover per game, and it's getting to the point where, um, if he doesn't clean it up, he could end the season with like a fifteen, like a sixteen to fourteen type of, um, year, which is not a good year by any quarterback. That's what you kind of expect out of a rookie, not a six or seven year veteran. So hopefully he cleans that up. He said he's needed to clean it up. So it's, at least he's acknowledging that he has been playing poorly, unlike one quarterback that will remain nameless because he doesn't matter to the show. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't see the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I looked at it today. The only scenario where they would miss the playoffs is if the Washington football team went out and the Cowboys lose out. I don't believe that's going to happen. So even if there is a catastrophic collapse coming up, the Cowboys are still going to make it in as the seventh seed. And they're they're talented enough where they can win multiple games in the postseason. So um, I just I'm in this I'm in the headspace after a week since the Texans game to kind of put it behind me and just get into the Jaguars game because that is a much more intriguing matchup. Yeah. Um, to me, than 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 um, being down about the horrendous performance by the team against the Houston Texans. For sure. Then I I will keep my my analysis sweet, short and sweet. The biggest thing about the Texans game <coughs> was the fact that Dallas's right tackle Terrence still tore his ACL. I meant to, I forgot to put that into the main injury report. That is an issue. Um, Dallas trotted out Josh Ball. And the only reason why I'm not mad at Dak for the second the second interception was that his arm was hit. The interception was awful, and it looked terrible in the end zone. But his arm was hit, so I'll I I won't get too mad at him for it. that. That was by um, second year tackle Josh Ball. The only reason why Dallas won that game was because they put in um, the other the the longtime Eagle right tackle or a tackle Jason Peters only reason why they won that game because he looked a lot better at right tackle and Dak had an open pocket and to go into Dallas's offensive line blunders there was a um it was a photo that I believe ESPN put on and 
it says worst pass pass block win rate in this season. It's an ESPN analytics um, next gen stat. And pass block win means that you're able to keep a block for 2.5 seconds. Dallas is second to last. Only 48.2% of the time, Dallas's offensive linemen keep a block for two and a half seconds. And this is this is, this is significant because Dallas has the least amount of sacks with 16 through 13 games. So so they're either they're either the bottom or the second. Now this I bring this up just just to poke fun at Ray because he has stated that Dak has cement shoes and that he doesn't get around the pocket. Well, if the offensive line has not been doing very well against the pass, like has not been doing well keeping the pass, like holding up against like on passing downs, then <coughs> Dak I think has been having a very good game because a very good game with getting around sacks. Now that is that. Also, I wanted to poke one one more fun thing at Ray. Over the week, Ray and I were talking about um, how Dak has not really played well against teams with a winning record. And this is an article that was posted on December third of twenty twenty two. And this, Ray, do you believe? Let me. So there, there are obviously a lot of quarterbacks who have who have very well against winning teams. Lamar Jackson, sixty three percent chance against winning team, he's winning. Brady, sixty one percent. Patrick Mahomes, sixty three percent. Garoppolo, fifty six. Russell Wilson, fifty four. Aaron Rodgers, forty eight. Dak is forty three percent. Josh Allen is 44, Herbert is 40, Matt Ryan is 34, Kyler Murray is 33, um, Deshaun Watson is 26, Derek Carr is 23, Kirk Cousins is 20%, Matthew Stafford is 13%. So, <clears throat> as those numbers dictate, it is very difficult in this league to beat winning teams. Yes, there are some, te- there are some quarterbacks that are very good at it, and for like... Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have only faced 16 winning teams in their their stints in the NFL as of December 3rd. Again, Dak and the offense could do a lot better, but it is very difficult to win. And that's all I wanted to say. I found those two pieces of information a week ago, and I've been waiting very patiently to poke fun at Ray. Now, mm. the Colts game, that was abysmal. Um, the... Like Ray said, I think that Dallas loses this game if Jeff Saturday does not go for two. I think that it gave Dallas a lot of momentum. And obviously, Dayron Bland having an insane interception, his second his second interception definitely helps. And Malik Hooker having a, having a career day against his former team. And the, the ironic part of this game is because the, week, the, the pregame for this show, I was talking about how bad... Jalen Hurts, <laughs> how Jalen Hurts has some games where he throws for under 200 yards, and Dak threw for 170. So, my my bad, y'all. I, I it was inevitable. Now, for the Texans game, um, like I said, the only reason why Dallas wins that game, in my opinion, is because Jason Peters was put into right tackle, which was I was I was not expecting Dallas to make that type of um that type of change because Ray and I both know against the Falcons in 2017, they, when Tyron Smith went down, they put a left tackle in. I forget. I'm not very good with names, but he gave up six sacks to Claiborne. Um, and, and they had, they had no interest in moving him out, but I was happy that 
Mike McCarthy and company had the wisdom to change, to take out the struggling right tackle and put in Jason Peters. Dak Prescott, by the numbers, had a pretty good game numbers-wise. Um, Zeke, I thought, had a really good game. But besides the first the first um, few drives, um, I was coming out of church when this game was starting, so I missed the first drive. Um, but Tony Pollard had two touchdowns. So besides those two drives, the offense was kind of terrible. Um, and I... I I was not – Dak looked bad. The whole offense looked bad. Um, and I, I I felt that the game was, was kind of over um, after, <coughs> after the interception. And then Demarcus Lawrence had a great play, and just the rest of the defensive line had a really great, great, um, great, great just drive. And the one thing about the Dallas Cowboys that really – upset me is how inconsistent they are and against the bears dallas needed to tie the game or i I think it was the bears game they needed to tie the game or go ahead in at the end of the second half and they just drove very very easily dallas against the tech against texans drove very easily i don't understand how when when you need to score it's so effortless but when you when but when you're just playing the game it's extremely difficult to score and that's difficult because you're going to be going up against it. That's it's very it's not a great thing because you're going to be going up against the 49ers and other teams where if if you play like you're half asleep, the game's going to be over by the second half and there's no way you're going to be able to come back. Um, and I think that everyone kind of I, I believe a lot of people took that game against the Texans and laughed at Dallas. And yes, the Texans did play well against the. Um, against the Eagles, so sure, but that game was not as embarrassing as this one was. And I think, like I was mentioning before, this game against the Jaguars is very important because if Dallas loses this game, then I don't I don't I don't know how you can be confident going to playing Philly on Christmas Eve. Um I think that like like Ray mentioned talking to me earlier, Dallas usually plays well the next game after being embarrassed, Packers going to Minnesota, and just in the Dak era, Dak, after having a bad game or several bad games, he's due for like a very, very efficient game. And I hope that this is the efficient game that that we that we have been hoping for and calling for. Um, but I, um, and like, e- even if you look at like ESPN's win probability, they, they had... Um, the Texans had a a seventy percent chance, had an eighty five percent chance to win the game with with five minutes left. So it was not Dallas. Never looked like they wanted the win. Mike McCarthy talked about that whole week, like don't take the egg or something like that. Um, which you you don't want to you don't want to play bad against a team that's that your favorite to win by 17 points. Um, and Dallas did that. Dallas was fortunate enough to, to get the win. Um, I think that a lot of the players were very upset. Um, they only wanted to talk about the the, the, the triumphant win. But I, I hope that <laughs> um, throughout this week and going, going through like the plays and everything like that and just watching the film, I hope that hope they're angry. 
because um, this Jags team is very beatable. Recently, they've been playing well, um, but um, I'm I'm looking forward to 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 this. And the last time that Dallas played the Jags was a few years ago, and that was I think, I think that's when I think that's when Connor, um, yeah, it was when the famous MMA fighter came, and that that was, it was there was a lot of hype around that. Conor McGregor came. Um, so I'm just I'm looking forward to this game. Now, Ray, um, I know that we kind of want to talk about the um, the Jaguars game, but my MVP for the Texans game was Jason Peters and Dak. You can get you can get a sliver of the MVP for the last drive, and for the Colts game, it was the whole defense. And also, I'll I'll give the coaching staff props against Texans for being smart enough to take out a struggling right tackle and putting in Jason Peters. Hmm. So, and Tyron Smith has effectively been has officially been activated to the fifty three man roster. Perfect. Perfect. So he's starting at right tackle. Very very good. Um, my MVP for the Colts game will be Malik Hooker. Mm, yeah, uh, that's a good one. The obvious choice. Um, the Texans game. My MVP will not be Dak. He does not deserve the MVP. <laughs> My MVP will be Demarcus Lawrence because Demarcus oh, Lawrence wow. is the reason why the Cowboys won. Yes, he because is. He made the big. He made two very key big plays on that goal line stand at the end of the game, giving the offense a chance to go down the field and win. Um, so that's why he will be getting the MVP. And it's very interesting. Because the Cowboys have, while they have been the worst pass blocking win rate team, they've only given up nine sacks, which yeah. is which is quite interesting. So, I mean, I was curious because I've heard that stat thrown around the last couple of weeks about how they've been struggling to, you know, pass block well, and I'm like, well, I don't see Dak getting put on the ground a lot. So I went and looked, and sure enough, he's only been sacked nine times. Um, so while they have been struggling, he it hasn't affected him being hit. I don't think he's. I don't really think he's been hit a lot. I mean, you know, he, I, I, he was recently he has been. It was obvious of that, yeah. but um, overall, I don't think it's been a huge as much of an impact as the ESPN or Amazon's next gen stats. <laughs> so, um, I just think I that mean, it shows that either Dallas is always, getting the ball out early. Always making laugh, considering. <laughs> Considering that you know the pro football focus ranks you know Andy Dalton as the fifth best quarterback, and then you have ESPN ranking the Dallas Cowboys offensive line as the worst offensive line yeah. when pass blocking, and I'm just like, well, they're a lot worse offensive lines. I'm sure that I'm sure um, I don't want to you know say anything that's wrong, but I I would be willing to bet that Joe Burrow has been sacked more times than Dak Prescott has this year. So it's the Colts the first worst, then Cowboys, then Jaguars. Or at least those are the three that, that they showed. I'm not there. There might be teams that are worse. That's just who they've shown. Those are like the three worst. Let's see. I'm googling. It doesn't say immediately. That's unfortunate. Uh oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's not helpful. Whatever, but back to back to uh, your point number two. Um, your um, it's very hard to beat 
winning teams in the NFL, which I don't know if this, I don't know if you know this, but in order to win the Super Bowl, you have to beat winning teams in the postseason. I'm in the, the regular season. This, that, was, that, was, that was a regular season thing. Obviously, I, I, yes, you have to beat winning teams. But but I yes, know. I know. But the fact that the Cowboys under the Dak, under Dak Prescott struggle to beat those winning teams in the regular season, it tells a lot when they get to the postseason and then they continuously lay eggs in the postseason like they've been doing for the last 28, 29 years. So um, – all that I was trying to do was just say that there there are quarterbacks that have more um that obviously Kyler Murray is I believe a more coveted quarterback than Dak. There um Air Marcus Mariota he he is higher than Dak but has a significant lower amount of games. Um Jared Goff is it's a it's a tick behind is a is a few ticks above Dak Prescott. Josh Josh Allen is a few ticks <clears throat> above Dak. And speaking of Josh Allen, I was curious because obviously you and I have talked about um, how Dak since week seven has thrown a lot of interceptions. Oh, him and well, Mahomes are on. Huh? Him and Mahomes are on that list. One interception behind. Yes, but, but what, I'm, what I'm saying is that since week seven, um. Allen has thrown he has thrown seven interceptions since week seven. And Mahomes has thrown a lot as well. And obviously those two quarterbacks are not even in the same area code as Dak. Both are far better and both have I think that Josh Allen's loss against the Chiefs is far greater than any Dak Prescott playoff win. Um and obviously those those two players deserve more leeway, but all all that I was trying to say is that Dak is not alone with his with his interception blunders, and he knows well, that he has to get it fixed. The good thing is that we are a Dallas Cowboys podcast, and Dak Prescott happens to be the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, meaning he is a, his his play is has a lot of impact on our um, mental health when it comes to yes. Christmas time in January. So that's kind of why well, it's a huge problem yes, that he's throwing alarmingly a lot more interceptions than he has in his entire career. Like this, this season is an outlier when it comes to him yes. taking care of the football. And just a quick point. Um, I mean, where nobody is arguing that Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott is. But after Cooper Rush came in and basically saved the season, because without those wins, the Cowboys are hovering around 500. Um, or maybe a couple of games above that, but he he played well enough to get the Cowboys in this position, and I do think whether Dak will admit it or not, he had he felt a little bit of an expectation to prove that he is a better quarterback than Cooper Rush because he's probably heard the noise from the fans that are saying, "Well, you know, we we beat the Bengals, and I mean yeah. the Bengals they look there they look beat like the Rams. Bengals. The Rams look terrible." But at that point, they still they still looked like the they still had a little bit of the identity of the Super Bowl winning team back when Cooper Rush did play them. And I mean, at the at that point, the 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 Giants' only loss was to the Cooper Rush's Cowboys when yeah. Dak came back. They were six and one, and um, the so I mean, Cooper Rush had a lot of very important signature wins when he came in. 
And I, I do think that Dak did feel a little bit of pressure to prove that he is the guy, he is the better player. And that led to some uncharacteristic plays. I'm sure he like the this he's still only in his second year of a huge contract that he received. And since he's gotten that contract, he has not played great. Um, I mean, he had he had a great year last year. He's he now holds the record for most touchdowns by a quarterback a Cowboys quarterback in a season, but he did throw for six touchdowns in the last game against the Eagles as fourth string players because they didn't really care. So um he did I mean he he got a quarter of his touchdowns in one game against the Eagles in the last week of the year. But I mean, this year he's played a lot worse than he has in a long time. I mean, turning it over once per game is like is going back to, you know, quarterbacks in their rookie year, their yeah. second year. Um, and it's I mean, if the way he's playing right now, the Cowboys would, would be lucky to get out of the first round because he's I mean in the playoffs when you turn the ball over, throw an interception, fumble, the other team is gonna go down the field and score most of the time. Yeah. And I mean, you saw against the 49ers, he threw that interception deep in their own territory. 49ers cashed it in and put the game basically out of reach. So, um, like you said, he said he know he understands that he's playing pathetic. He's gonna you know address it, clean it up, or that's what he says. Hopefully, he cleans it up. But I mean, at this point, to try and defend his play um, by comparing his stats with you know a MVP winner, a Super Bowl winner. A guy who's made it to four or two every year he's played, he's made it to four NFC championship games. And then Josh Allen, who's basically improved. Um he has um basically other than this year, since his rookie year has improved every year yeah. substantially from the year prior. Whereas well, Jack I, I'm not I'm not like, trying to compare them as a player. I'm just saying that around the league there are quarterbacks who have thrown an alarming amount and obviously the only one that we care about is Dak but I'm just saying like if Dak was the only one then it would be very 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 scary but since there are others that are throwing like if I I, like Mahomes threw three last week or maybe even more than that like that that that's uncharacteristic that that, that's uncharacteristic of him but yeah. I mean, the, point, the point I'm making is like the Chiefs fans, they're not concerned with Mahomes throwing interceptions because <laughs> playoff time, they know that 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 most of the time he's he's going to he's going to you know the turnovers are going to go down. He's going to be a lot more careful with the ball yeah. and they're going to win. I mean, when Mahomes in the regular season, he's really just doing whatever the heck he wants because he knows that they're they're just so much better and he can flip it on and score in 30 yeah. seconds if he needs to. And, and you're right. And I mean, he, so like, I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes. Nobody should be worried about Patrick Mahomes. But I mean, at this point with Dak Prescott playing so uncharacteristically careless with the football, it's definitely yeah. a huge concern for the Cowboys. I, I think the biggest thing with Dak is that he's attacking the middle of the field at such an alarming rate. A lot of, a good chunk of his interceptions are to up the middle to CD Lamb, and I don't. And I, in my recollection, I don't think Dak has attacked the middle as much. I'm um, obviously like if they're wide open, yes, but he's throwing he's throwing the CD at an alarming rate. And I think that if if they if they clean up some stuff, um, then then Dak will his numbers will will go down. Um, but I I do think that this is very uncharacteristic of him. But I think outside of the interceptions, there are there are some things to hold on to. 
the winning drive against Texans. He played very well. Um, obviously, only two minutes out of 58 minutes. But I think that I, I'd like to see that Dak more. The efficient... Um, but we'll see against the Jags. I'd like to say that he, I'd like to, I'd like to think that he'd have no interceptions, but in my honest opinion, I'd rather take one interception and him be, um, him take chances and like, and, or then have zero interceptions and him be like, I'm not going to throw like that ball. Cause I don't want it to, I don't want anything bad to happen. Even though like the guy should be open. So I'll, I'd rather him be, I forget what the word is, but I'd rather him, um, if he wants it, goes go, if he wants it, get it, but obviously don't throw a ball down the middle with three Jaguars and CD lamb like that. That's not smart. Like there's smart and then like there's stupid and then there's like, there's smart and you don't want to make stupid mistakes. You like to take chances on smart things, but like Dax or Noel Brown on the outside where it was between two Texans players and it was fit right in the middle. That is a smart chance. Throwing it in between three Texans players in the middle of the field is a stupid chance. So if they, if they clean that stuff up, I think that they could be, I think that at the end of the day, the only team that's really going to be able to stop the Dallas Cowboys is the Dallas Cowboys. And if Dallas plays like they did against the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs, no teams beating them, or the teams would be teams would find it very hard to beat them. But if Dallas play like they have in the past four weeks, they're not winning at all, unless they play like <coughs> the um, unless they play the Seahawks or something. Yeah, but I've I've wasted plenty of time going on my <laughs> tangent, so I'm just gonna give my quick thoughts on the on the Jaguars game. And then give a quick prediction. But so the this game has a chance to be one of those games where the defense, the Cowboys defense, is going to be tested. Uh, the Cowboys haven't played a solid offense since the Vikings game, and they were able to handle their business um, there. But I mean, Trevor Lawrence is playing the best football, other than maybe Jalen Hurts, than any quarterback right now. His last five or six games he's 10 touchdowns zero interceptions averaging 280 <laughs> plus yards a game 70 percent completion um he's really like he's really kind of looking like what everyone expected him to look like and with Doug, Doug Peterson who is a Super Bowl winning coach he's and a good offensive mind he's kind of figured out um Trevor Lawrence and got him playing confidently and very well. And I mean, they have a lot of weapons on the outside, Zay Jones, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram at tight end who played very well last week. And then they have ETN at running back and ETN is a little bit nicked. I do think, I do think that they expect him to go and play. So the Jaguars have done a good job of balancing their, their attack. They've been running the ball, um, running the ball well this year, throwing the ball well. So it's going to be a good test for the Cowboys defense. I'm not saying that the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs, but they're in a position to where they they just beat up on the Titans last week. So they're in they're definitely in a position where they're not going to lay down and let the Cowboys get an easy win because this game is also extremely important for them. That if they're able to get this victory, um, they I think they stay but at least one game behind the yeah, Titans. One, one game. Division. If, if the, the Tennessee loses, yeah, and then the <laughs> Tennessee Titans play the Cowboys. So really, this game could while it, um, 
it really matters for both teams. If you not necessarily matters for the Cowboys, because like I said, the Cowboys, there's really only one scenario where the Cowboys could miss the playoffs. Um, but like this game is going to matter for both teams because the Cowboys are still in the running for that number one seed with Philly yeah. and even winning the division. So, but the Jaguars are also playing them get into the postseason at at the at the seventh seed. So, if the if the Jaguars if there's any team that the Cowboys cannot uh, you know not look ahead of it's this team yeah and um it does worry me that micah parsons is getting on von miller's podcast and you know talking about how oh jalen hurts is a product of the scheme and the team around him and and just kind of and that just i mean i know he was just asked a question but i mean really at this point especially after playing so poorly the last three or four weeks all the focus needs to be on the Jaguars because the Jaguars yeah. are they're, all their focus is on the Cowboys and they're you're going on the road. Um, the Jaguars have played very well at home this year. Um, the, they got a really a young quarterback who's not a 38 year old Matt Ryan um, is not Davis Mills, not Jeff Driscoll. Um, he's 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 got a spry arm. He could run by you and he's accurate with the football. So. The, the Cowboys defense have to be on their heels in that regard. And then the offense, I mean, the turnovers have got to go down. And the Jaguars defense, they are plus five in the turnover ba- turnover ratio for the season. So they are capable of taking the ball away. Um, the, Cow- the, the Cowboys need to stay balanced when they're balanced with the football. I don't know if they know this. When they, when they run more than they throw it, they win a lot more games than they do when they pass more than they run. Yeah. So I think with the the Cowboys, they got to get Tony Pollard and Zeke going, um, ma- maximize that as best they can. Give the ball to Zeke at the goal line to help me out. Um, <laughs> Pollard can have, you know, that the the screens and the and the twenty yard touchdown runs all he wants. I just need my one or two Zeke goal line TDs. Um, I I do think it's important that the Cowboys not turn the ball over this game. Um, I think if they they get chaos with the ball, whether that be a fumble or an interception, the Jaguars are going to take advantage of that and get in the end zone. So it, they they need to do their best to keep the Jaguars from getting any free points. And, I mean, I honestly think that the Cowboys are definitely capable of doing that. I'm worried that the offense is just – or the defense is capable of keeping the, the Jaguars out of the end zone. I'm just worried that the offense is going to give away free freebies to the Jaguars. So – um I'm going to go against my my gut. My gut is to take the Jaguars. I've been thinking about this for two or three days. Um, I've been wanting to pick the Jaguars just because it seems like a classic Dallas Cowboys move to where they have this huge game coming up on Christmas Eve, and then they blow the game before, and then that game doesn't even really matter because it, it basically locks up the division for the Eagles. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be the Scrooge of the show. I'll leave that to Owen. Um, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. I'm going to take them to win 31 to 27. Do you think that Dak has an interception? No, because if he throws an interception, they are, they're going to lose the game. Do you that think is this is the first time that, that Dak goes over 300? No. Okay. All right, so the, this game has like had, 240, 240 yards and a, t- and a couple touchdown okay. passes. So this game has a lot more to do than just playoff implications. 
Dak can go over 2,000 yards this game. CD can go over 1,000, and so can Pollard. So th- those those are all pretty important things to look at. And obviously, stats, individual stats don't matter, but it, it it's important. Um, it's important I, I do for th- our, our well-being to know that our players <laughs> are playing well. Yeah. I do think that Dallas loses this game. Um, I think that Dallas losing Jonathan Hankins is big. Oh, Jonathan God. Hankins... He, he really did help out this defensive line in the interior of it. Um, losing Terrence Steele, I have no idea what Dallas is going to do on right outside on, on the right tackle and going. If you're going to put Josh Ball up against Trayvon Walker, put Cooper didn't Rush in. Didn't you just say that Tyron Smith was going to play? Yeah, right he's, he's going to start, but he's not going to He's, he's going to be on a, um, a snap reduction because he hasn't played football in a year. He's not going to – so this is – you have Peters, Jason Peters, who's forty, who's forty here's plus. Need, here's what they need to do. I'm not. I'm not. That's. I'm not the smartest guy. Um, <laughs> I mean, I I know football pretty pretty well. What the Cowboys need to do, they need to stop being dumb. This is what the coaching staff has done for a while, for a long time. They do dumb things. They start dumb people. Um, what they need to do, they need to put Jason Peters out on right tackle. Um. And whenever he needs a breather, put Tyron Smith in. Josh Ball needs to be inactive. He doesn't need to yeah. see the field. He doesn't need to dress. Um, he showed you what he can do against the worst team in the league last week, so he doesn't need to touch the field. Um, the Cowboys need to play um, mistake-free football. That not only the, Cow- the the players on the field, it's the coaching staff. Mike McCarthy's been known to do dumb things um, his entire tenure as a football coach. He needs to just leave, take it out of his hands and just start the right people. Jason Peters and Tyron Smith, I expect to be playing right tackle. If I see Josh Ball out there, I'm going to lose my mind. That's my my little yeah, soliloquy rant I, for today. I I, I I don't think that I, I'm I I think that Jason Garrett would 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 probably do that. Um, McCarthy, sure, he's done a lot of dumb things, but this is the first well, time that he started Josh Ball right when Terrence Steele got hurt. I don't understand why. Yeah, you, because you because jo- because Josh Ball has played right tackle at Peters hasn't played right tackle since years ago. Ball has played tackle months ago, so you put the guy in is more familiar. But then as soon as he does something that's stupid, you pull him. They gave him a chance to win it, and he lost it. And now you put Peters in, and. So that is just my my thing. Um, Jake Ferguson is out with a with a with a concussion, which is going to be difficult because he's that he is their second tight end, and da- Dak loves his tight ends. Um, I have Dallas losing twenty seven to twenty one. Yeah, um, and then they 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 walk into. Uh, Philadelphia on Saturday. Um, the Jaguars get more get get have more total yards and they allow more more yards. Um, Dallas scores more points, um, but they also have a lower points allowed per game. Dallas has more rushing yards, but the Jaguars have more passing yards, and I think that. Not having this is the first. This is the first. Yeah, this is Calvin Joseph's going to start. 
Um, and I think that regardless of what how you feel about Trayvon Diggs, not you as you, Ray, but you as like a collective, um, I would much rather go up against Kel- I'd much I'd much rather attack Kelvin Joseph than Trayvon because with Trayvon, that's a 50-50 chance that he's catching it. Um so th- that 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 is my I'd love to see Dak play and win. And I think that if Dallas wins, they make the playoffs, and this is a very important game. But I think that, like Ray said, I think that Dallas is just super focused in on um, in on the Eagles, and nothing really matters. And I think that it that it is important that if Dallas does lose, basically lose against the Texans because they should have lost, and then if they lose to the Jaguars, I th- I. Look, every single year, I'm just looking for something that breaks Dallas, and I think that this stretch could definitely be the thing that breaks Dallas. So did you say that if they win this, if they lose this game, they're not going to make the playoffs? No, no, no. I said if they win, they automatically make it. Oh, well, oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I just have a quick thing that I needed to show you because I think you forget a lot. Whose jersey is this? Uh. Well, I just I assume it's Diggs, but with the group with the with the picture oh, number seven, Mr. Diggs. This is Mr. Diggs. Mr. Diggs. So every time <laughs> Mr. Owen gets on to me about my distaste for Trayvon Diggs, I have to remind him that Trayvon Diggs is the first defensive player jersey that I've owned as a I, Cowboys fan. I, I was not saying you. I meant like the Cowboys Nation. If they have it, if they don't like Diggs. Teams would much rather attack Kelvin Joseph than attack Diggs. Which is a no-brainer, because if you attack Kelvin Joseph, he's going to give up a big play. Yeah, so, so but, that, that, that was what I was saying. But yeah, um, what's going what's gonna to happen is, like you said, one or two things are going to happen, then I think we can kind of wrap up. Either the Cowboys are going to blow this game and then probably blow the Eagles game, um, and it's going to be a tough Christmas week or the Cowboys are going to win this game and then as Stephen A would put it it's the perfect scenario for him where Christmas is ruined for for the Cowboys fans because they don't win the division on Christmas Eve but um so hopefully we we advance to a point where we have our where we have a chance for our Christmas to be ruined and not the other way around where the Christmas Eve game means absolutely nothing um yeah. But I mean, even if worst comes to worst, right now we're in the running to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the postseason, which I think any Cowboys fan would look forward to playing a team that scores 13 points a game. <laughs> so I mean, I'm sure I'm sure that's that's still a good spot to be in. You, no matter who, if Tom Brady's the quarterback, I mean, if, if like unless the Cowboys are gonna score 10 points in the in the playoff game then i think we should be fine in that regard but i mean i think we'd much rather want to play the vikings who are currently down 33 to nothing against the colts shocker but not surprising but um yeah i think we're in a good spot i have 31 27 cowboys you have 27 20 jags the 27 21 27 21 jags so when we come in here on tuesday my my total will be ten and four, and Owen's total will be three and eleven. And um, it, I might have to look for a more optimistic prediction partner. Owen might have to, you know, he might have to. He he can do, you know, forty minutes of the show, and then once it's time for predictions, he steps out, and then maybe his um, 
or maybe we find someone else to give a score for just to I mean, at this point, my my steak dinner is going to be very expensive. Yeah, I'll, I'll for graduation, I'll take you somewhere nice. How I'm 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 looking forward to that very very much. But that kind of wraps it up for us. Um, we'll be. Who's your MVP of the Jags game? Uh, my MVP of the Jags game is is going to be my MVP is going to be Mr. Zeke. Okay. Zeke's going to have a hundred yard game. He's going to have two rushing touchdowns. Going to get me twenty four fantasy points. Get advance me to the to the championship. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Mine is Michael Parsons. I think it's about time that he. Uh, I think anyone on the like. I think that Mike you have is, since you picked the Jaguars. You got to give the MVP of the game can't be a, a player from. I, I'm only MVP for Dallas. Okay, well MVP for the Jags. Either they're either the I, I think behind me, Mr. Mr. Trevor. No, I, I I think that I think Trayvon Walker is gonna have a big game. The number or one Josh Allen. Player. Yeah. Perfect. 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 And I, and I uh, yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. I know we didn't really talk about much. This is episode fifty. We've done fifty of these things since last July of twenty. July of 21. Yeah, June of 21. That was our first episode. Yeah, so thank you everyone for sticking with us. Um, and for any any anyone of y'all that listen, this if you're still listening, um, Tuesday's going to be a really exciting episode. So make sure to listen to that. Um, we'll have more news on our Twitter at America's at, yeah, you got it. At America, at America, capital B, capital C, and yeah, and um, B B, we'll 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 be recording Tuesday six or seven six thirty or seven p.m. Central Time. Uh, more news, like Owen said, will be out on Twitter in the next couple hours slash couple days. So be looking out for that, and I'll put, I'll tweet a couple things on if the game is not going well. Um, or if the or if the game is going well, you'll see some tweets from me. More likely, if the game is going poorly, I'll tweet more. But um, unlike you know our our fellow cowboy fans, Skip Bayless, I keep my tweets at a minimum unless they need to be said, because you know I forget. <laughs> but yeah, I'll be tweeting tomorrow. And we might thank you for that. Hmm? We'll see, might even tweet something today if I if I think of something. That that would humor the masses. After, after the Vikings game, you might have to. Oh, I can't wait to tweet about the Vikings game. You know the oh, Colts thanks. are still technically not eliminated. Yeah, no, they're they are <laughs> they're four and eight. They're about to be five and eight. They're teetering on 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 elimination, but they're not eliminated yet. That is the truth. Yeah. But yeah, let's wrap this up. Have a great weekend. Yeah. Definitely, um, and go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Let's let's get this win, and then we can start talking about Philadelphia. But let's push them to the side for one more day, get the win, and then you can talk about Philadelphia all you want, Micah Parsons. But you got to win first. 
All right. Go Cowboys. Have a great Saturday. You too. We hope that they do.